Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there, and good afternoon to all of my listeners out there in internet, radio, and podcast land. This is Dr. Barbara Young, your Transformation for Success coach. I want to welcome you to the Sage Summit 2015, where I am here live broadcasting and interviewing a wonderful guest today. Join in on this discussion. Email me at my website, www.transformationforsuccess, and my email address, info at transformationforsuccess.com. Listen, this is a wonderful opportunity. You know, the tagline of this show is navigating a changing world. So one of the things that today I am so fortunate that I ran into this wonderful woman who is the U.S. Small Business Administration Consultant for the Louisiana District Office. So it is my privilege to introduce my guest today, Miss Benita Benta Rice. She is the Business Community Specialist. So I want to welcome this afternoon my guest, Benita. Good afternoon, Benita. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you today as my radio guest. Good afternoon, Barbara. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show today. I'm really excited about it. Great. Well, you should be. Isn't this a wonderful event, the Sage Summit? This is my first time in New Orleans, and it is a wonderful, wonderful group of people. How many people do you suspect are here at this conference? Well, Barbara, it won't surprise me if it's over 100,000. This event can actually accommodate that much. Is that really? Oh, my goodness. Mm. I had no idea. Well, it's an opportunity for many who are here mm-hmm. to learn more about technology and how it will advance their businesses. So, first of all, I just want to get a little bit into Benita and who is Benita. So, Benita, where are you from? Well, originally I'm from Antigua in the Caribbean and um, I moved here from Chicago. I lived for 12 years in Chicago before moving here. Great. So now did you go straight from your homeland to Chicago or did you go someplace else before? I like to joke and say Caribbean people are nomads. (laughs) So I went to New York, I went to Boston, went back to Antigua, went to Iowa, went to, you know, mid-city Illinois and said, you know what, I think I'd like to live in Chicago for a while. Now tell us, while you were living in the Caribbean, did you go to high school there? Did you go to college there? Or what? I actually went to high school in the Caribbean. I actually went to the Seventh Adventist High School in on my island. All right. And I'm actually from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. My father and mother both were entrepreneurs. Wonderful. And so were my uncles. So I grew up in that type of environment mm-hmm. where I was pretty much um, groomed, I should say, to take on responsibilities early mm-hmm. in the business. That's wonderful. So. You would say almost that this whole notion of entrepreneurship is sort of within your blood and it is a legacy of your family. I am so passionate about it, Barbara. I am very, very passionate about it. Right now in Louisiana, I actually cover the whole state and I speak to small businesses all over. I actually have a mailing list of about 500 small businesses that I communicate with on a daily basis. That is wonderful. But let's go back. Now, you go from high school in the Caribbean and then you come to the States. And so, did you go to college in the States? Or I did. What did you do once you got in the States? Once I got to Iowa, I went to co- 
I first I went to the community college there, mm -hmm. and I did very well, and I got a scholarship to Monmouth College, which is a small Presbyterian college in mm -hmm. the middle of the Midwest, mm -hmm. in a very small town. And it was a very wonderful experience for me. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my professors that I really liked working with, he actually traded on Wall Street. Wonderful. And so in his finance class, one mm -hmm. of the things he did was have us do a lot of um, Wall Street, you know, stock, stock um, computations, analysis, following them. And I used to say I want to be a stockbroker. Well, that's a noble profession. Yeah. And not many women are stockbrokers. Sure so that a absolutely was a wonderful idea. So what happened uh, with your <laughs> your prospect of being a Wall Street well, stockbroker? I know. I interned at the Small Business Development Center in Iowa. Uh -huh. And I realized that I enjoyed helping businesses grow better. So I actually enjoyed doing the research, making sure they're growing, they're profitable. I enjoyed training. I did a lot of training while I was there. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed developing solutions. And that That's changed great. my mind. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting because many of us will start off on one path and then maybe something happens and we start in another path and yes. find that that truly is the journey we're to be on or the path that we're to be on. So that's wonderful. Now, you also mentioned uh, that you worked on the Chicago World Trade Commission. How, what was that and how did that happen? Well, I worked for the Chicago Board of Trade. So Board of Trade, I'm Let me sorry. tell you uh -huh. what happened. It's amazing how our life can come almost full circle. Mm -hmm. When I was in school in Iowa, I did a field trip to the Chicago Board of Trade. And I remember that was, you know, when I wanted to be a stockbroker. <laughs> and yes. I remember the energy that I felt on the trading floor. The traders were speaking a language that is a dying language, I'll tell you that much, because they've closed down the trading floors. But they had a language with their hands that actually meant something. Uh -huh. And I remember thinking, this is electric. I would love to be here. And about five, six years later, Barbara, would you know it? I ended up working there. <gasps> Isn't that marvelous? Oh, my. You know, I call it. Some people would say, you know, I'd like Dupac Chakra today. Mm -hmm. You know, God saying, it would say divine intervention. Divine. Somebody else would say in their language, it's luck. Yes. Uh, so we have various ways of expressing mm -hmm. how doors can open and opportunities for us. So obviously that was a door, and I call it a divine door that opened for you. It really, Wonderful. really was. It happened to me another time. Uh -huh. Because as a result of me working with the SBDC, and I'm um, serving a year as an AmeriCorps Vista in Illinois, I ended up working with the Small Business Administration and ended up in Louisiana. That's, That's divine. Another divine. <laughs> yes. And, and so here you are today at one of, I guess, one of the largest conferences I've ever attended, uh, the SAGE Summit 2015. And from my understanding, this has been going on for some years. So this mm. is this your first time at SAGE This Summit? is my first time at SAGE. And it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful summit, wonderful conference, wonderful speakers. It's, and I met you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And what do you hope to get out of it, uh, out of SAGE? What actually brought you here? And what do you anticipate that you will get out of, out of this? Well, Barbara, as part of my job here in Louisiana, I have mm -hmm. to work with the small businesses throughout the entire state. Mm -hmm. And there are various programs within the federal government that are just specifically for small businesses. And my role beyond, um, beyond just speaking to them is that I provide training. 
-hmm. I provide them to access to various um, resources that will help them to grow. I actually work with them and counsel them on how to develop strategies to diversify. Mm -hmm. And I teach them how to do business with the federal government, another mm -hmm. source of revenue for them. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I have to do is look over about, 90, about 80 companies' financial statement every year or every quarter. And so one of the things that I'm hoping to get from this conference is, a, is the ability to provide them with maybe a different software option that they can use for mm -hmm. accounting, mm -hmm. for reporting, something to help them to make better business decisions. So you'd say in a way that I am somewhat of an influencer Good. in my role right. here today, and that's why I'm here at the I like that. Now, when, when, when you're doing training with, with the businesses, what, what are, are their responses? Because you're, you're dealing with the owners, and mm -hmm. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, our, what we heard this morning in the keynote, mm -hmm. and how small businesses truly are, to me, the lifeblood of America and of, of the United States. So, so when you're training these business leaders, what specifically are you giving them uh, on, say, a personal basis? And when I say personal, I mean something that will help them not only uh, market their businesses, and we talk about software and integrative solutions, but people solutions. Do you get involved in that aspect? You'd be amazed at what I know. <laughs> um, because I work so one-on-one -on -one with many of them, uh -huh. I have very, very, I should say, in-house relationship where I know a lot of what's going on within the company. And one of the things that I do beyond doing the general training sessions, um, sometimes I may have to listen to the problem. What mm -hmm. problems are you experiencing mm -hmm. today within your company? Mm -hmm. And then I'll have to work with them with with developing a specific solution. It may be a staffing issue. It may be a, um, a disgruntled employee issue. It may be management of assets. You know, just different things that happen, mm -hmm. you know, in-house. And so my training is not just broad in scope. It's also very specific in scope. And we meet one-on-one. -on -one. We have actually 80 firms in our portfolio, and we meet with them minimum once a year but I'll tell you this Barbara I speak to them on the phone on a regular basis and I actually meet with them more than once a year more like once a quarter I think you know I think that's so important you know uh, and that sort of lets me kind of segue when you talk about how important it is to develop these relationships and to talk to people on a personal basis and be able to to have the access that you have which is trust yes which I would I would say it's so important and I, and I think that's admirable that you've been admirable that you've been able to do that. Um, this morning, uh, as we heard the keynote speakers, uh, General Colin Powell and Dubak Chakra, what did you think about that powerful speech? And we had two giants, I would like to say, two giants of incredible human beings who had a lot to say. What are some of your takeaways what, from this morning's keynote? Well, you know what, I think that the, having both keynote speakers were a perfect balance. And I say that because um, Dr. Shopper brought with him the human side of things in terms of the elements of living and the elements of giving. Mm -hmm. And Dr., I'm sorry, General Powell brought with him still the human side of things, but he also brought more, even more leadership 
and how as a leader you have to give back and combine both the principles of leadership with the human side of leadership. And when you combine them both, their message was so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I take I took away is that when you when you speak to employees, it's not about speaking at them. Mm -hmm. It's about seeing who they are, seeing how they are re responding throughout the day getting to know them on a personal side, knowing that, not that you want to, mm -hmm. you know, delve into their business and solve all the all of their problems, but just understanding that that connection is so valuable to how much they're able to give of themselves to you at that time right. during the eight hours. And I think as a manager, it is so important that we practice building relationships, healthy relationships with our staff and within our community, because that's what the elements of the conversations was really all about. Right. Mm. I'm, now I'm going to ask you a tough question here, and I and, uh, hope you'll feel free to answer it. And it's because, you know, as all of us on our journeys, and my show is Transformation for Success, mm -hmm. and, and we talk about transform lives, and we talk about one of the things I'm so intrigued about is how people get to where they are mm -hmm. and uh, where they've been, and what are some of the things that you can share that were turning points for you that helped you to navigate to be where you are today? Well, Barbara, I told you that my family were entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And at one point in time, I said, I'm going to start a business. And my business is to help other small businesses succeed. And I had several clients, and I realized that a lot of a lot of the hindrances with growing a small business did not just exist in um, the client not having the customers, mm -hmm. a lot of it dealt with them not maybe having the guidance mm -hmm. or them not understanding the various functionalities that go with it. And as I experienced, you know, as I shared in their emotions, their mm -hmm. experiences, their troubles, that helped me to realize that there was definitely a distinct need for someone to be there for small businesses, which is one of the reasons why I ended up applying for this job. Mm -hmm. But prior to getting this job, with the small business, you know, I told you I worked with um, the Chicago Board of Trade. I also right. worked with Daniel J. Edelman, both in a financial account and a management analyst role. Mm -hmm. I decided I was going to take a year and become an AmeriCorps Vista. Mm -hmm. An AmeriCorps Vista, I always like to give an analogy of being a local Peace Corps person. Mm -hmm. And that really changed my life, Barbara, because I was able to work with the community, the nonprofits, mm -hmm. and the students mm -hmm. at the college that I was with. Mm -hmm. And it really changed my life and realized that there's such a deeper need um, within us for fulfillment yes. and direction. Yes. And without that direction, it's very hard for you to determine where mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. And even while these students were in college to get an education, there was no direction there for them. And um, I realized that what people need, no matter where you are, is direction. Everybody need a mentor. And in the small business world, I encourage them to get a mentor, someone who is doing what they're doing to, and who, had, who is ahead of them to kind of guide them along the way. And I think that is so important um, that they have a mentor because that helped me a lot right. as well. When you were, uh, as you were traveling on your journey, did you have a mentor? I did. I've had the pleasure of having many mentors. I remember um, one of the ladies that I worked with at the Chicago Board of Trade, uh -huh. uh, Miss Laura Wynn. Uh -huh. And she used to come over, and she was really a supervisor with a heart. And she would come over, and she said, "Well, Benita, um, I just want to let you know that you're doing a fantastic job." 
So let's talk about this. And this was her approach to everything. And I'll tell you, I learned so much from her. And so much to the point that wherever I went after that, I took a lot of what, a lot of her tactics, a lot of her strategies, and I've incorporated them in just about everything as I've done since then. And that's wonderful because that's mm -hmm. one of the things that uh, Dr. Schropper talked about mm -hmm. today was listening to people and to reaching out mm -hmm. and to help employees and to not, well, criticism can be a valid criticism, but to appreciate them. Yeah. And so it's encumbered, and I got out of that message, mm -hmm. you know, for small business owners to, to be mindful of reaching out and that human touch, uh, using your emotional intelligence to make people feel good about what they do. Yes. And I'm happy that you, because I can, you know, this is wonderful because I'm live and I can see you mm -hmm. and I can actually sense that you are so sincere mm -hmm. about what it is you want to do to help small businesses and small people small businesses be successful in what yes. they do. Now, it leads me to another question because it, it brought up uh, in the, the keynote, which again sort of, sort of brought to my mind, we all have to be so aware mm -hmm. as we move in over the next few years and that we have a global community mm -hmm. to be thinking of and global customers. So how do you address that with the small business people? It's interesting that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And we had, a, we had a networking event last week. And we had quite a bit, big turnout. And one of the things that I asked them, I said, um, what do you know of exporting? What do we export? Mm -hmm. And for most people, the response was products, you know, mostly products. You know, you manufacture mm -hmm. something. But I had to bring, to bring them to the point where I had to say, we export more than that. We export services, we export expertise, we export knowledge. And that's the global aspect of doing business. We have to think beyond the things that we can touch with our hands. So we have to lean towards the intrinsic value that we have to offer. And that's where um, our small business have to start reshaping reimagining what their business is like. What else can I offer that's a valuable beside what I can produce? And, and it's really knowledge, mm -hmm. experience, mm -hmm. and the willing to give back and mentor someone else mm -hmm. in another place. It's so true because uh, what, I, what I'm picking up too is that the need to establish relationships yes. with customers that are global. Yes. And so I think it's, it's a whole new mindset for small businesses to begin to think about as not as just customers, mm -hmm. but relationships are so important. Now, that brings up another question and to why you're here, because you're learning more about the use of technology. And so, do you think that there are some downsides from your point of view in terms of technology as we move into this more technologically advanced world? Well, it's not technology, it's how we use it. Okay. Um, sometimes tech, we use technology to isolate ourselves, to take away the human element. But being here, I really see that the use of technology can be so much more than mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. As an accountant, if I wanted to start an accounting practice, I could have a client in the Caribbean mm -hmm. and be able to service that client and work with that client to provide that client with access to maybe a better product, maybe a better service. Mm -hmm. And so I really think it's all about how you use technology, how you see technology, and use it to build a better world. That is oh. great, because um, 
you know, one of the things too I I learned this morning, and I'm as we were both in that keynote, was uh, the use of technology, but also he he talked about it, and I I'm forgetting the word at this moment, but it's the the I guess. Oh gosh, I gotta f uh, search for the word, but it's use of technology, the disuse or misuse of technology that one has to be aware of. Yes. But now, what I want to say overall, would you like to say out there to the listeners just about your whole experience? Because this is new for you, uh, the experience of coming here, meeting all these folks, and what are you gonna take away? Well, one of the things that I am gonna take away is that there is no such thing that we should no longer think small in anything that mm -hmm. we do. That's one of the things that I, and can I say another one? Yes. Okay, the second thing I'm gonna say is that for the person, the small business out there, your primary business really is networking. Mm -hmm. And when these events come to town, you really need to make it your business to come out, learn more about what's out there technolo technology-wise, mm -hmm. meet other people. Mm -hmm. And that way you can create a new vision for yourself because we should be always growing in our thoughts and in our actions purposefully. And if you're not out there networking and checking into these events, you're really going to be left behind. I agree. Uh, one of the things I'm very happy that I made the investment to come here myself to learn more about the SAGE Summit, uh, not only just to be here to interview folks, but to be here myself to invest, to learn more. And, and, uh, and, and one of my goals is to continue to grow, to learn. And I loved how they ended it today with two words, love and service. Yes. Love without action is irrelevant. That's true. So it's love with action and service to your community, to your church, to individuals. So I want to say uh, the whole notion of giving back, and I'm going to ask you that question. What is it that you feel in terms of your community that, that you're giving back that you'd like to share? It's amazing that you asked that question. Um, I was just speaking to my daughter today, and she's trying to already book her last week of summer. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I promised the children within your youth group that I'll take them to the beach. And beyond that, um, my goal is to begin to work with them with identifying their career path. It may not be a job. It may just be a trade. Mm -hmm. It may not be college. It could be just a trade. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, help them to identify their career path. Mm -hmm. Help them to understand that part of their service is not is to give back, not right. to just absorb right. service from others. Is right. to give back. So we've already planned several projects, and one of them is to collect sanitary products for females, for the homeless females oh, here. Great. And so that's one of our projects. And um, in October, it will kick off with a, a morning giveaway, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it will lead into a health fair for the community in Marrero. Well, you know, I, I think that's a noble thing because as we talked today, that it is so important to give back that whole notion of love and service. And truly, I can say, you are a role model. And I want to thank you so very much for being on the show today, accepting this, and, and gracing me with your presence and your beautiful smile. And listener, she is absolutely beautiful. And so inside and out, I can see your spirit. So I want to thank all of you for listening to Voice America Transformation for Success Live, coming from the SAGE Summit. 2015. This is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off, and I'll see you next week.
world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. 